0: Greetings, everyone, and welcome to All Things Apostolic. I am your host, Pastor Jeremy Wilbanks. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, with me on this recording today is Bishop Paul Elder, Pastor Jeffrey Elder, and evangelist extraordinaire, minister, singer, songwriter, Brother Mitchell Elder, also from Pueblo, Colorado. Just take just a moment, Bishop, greet everyone.
1: Uh, Well, it's our pleasure to be here with you on All Things Apostolic, as well as this is a joint session with Double Portion. So all of our All Things Apostolic, we welcome you to also uh, view us at Double Portion. And we're just thrilled and honored. We are huge fans of All Things Apostolic.
0: Brother Jeff Elder, talk to us for a moment. Thank you for letting us be here. We
2: enjoy it. Um, We are, again, huge fans of All Things Apostolic. The uh, The world of apostolic podcast is growing, and we are just huge proponents of all of them. And so to collab, as the kids would say, to have a all things apostolic and double portion collab is just an incredible opportunity
3: and we're honored to be a part of it. We love you guys.
0: Well, we're excited to have you here, Brother Mitchell Elder. It's good to have you.
3: It's an honor to be here, Brother Wilbanks. And uh, as my brother just said, uh, love, very much love all things apostolic. It has profoundly impacted my life, ministered to me, and I know many, many others. And so it is a high honor to be a part of this broadcast.
0: Well, let's continue today um, with the subject that we introduced last Thursday. Uh, talking about what it means to live life theologically, meaning living life oriented around the knowledge of God. Uh, I want to read a passage of Scripture where I feel like this concept really comes to the surface. Uh, there are several places when you begin to look at Scripture this way, uh, but this is one of the places where it's it's stated outright. I'll read it to you. It's 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 5, and then we'll discuss this among the four of us. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3-5, verse 3 says this, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warf- warfare are not carnal, but are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations. Verse 5 starts it that way, casting down imaginations, but listen to the next phrase. And every high thing, we're supposed to cast down imaginations, and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. Of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So we're supposed to cast down every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. Uh, This is touching on the fact that life is supposed to be lived oriented around the knowledge of God, and uh, that is supposed to inform everything that we do, everything that we talk about, everything that we listen to, places that we go, the way that we dress, etc. Having life oriented around the knowledge of God has a profound impact on us in every way. Uh, and what we want to do, uh, Bishop Elder, you and I had conversation earlier today about all of this. How do you feel like orienting your life around the knowledge of God, the revelation of who God is? How does that impact saints in general, young people in particular? Go ahead.
1: Well, speaking from the standpoint of, of a pastor, uh, and I'm sure that, the the demographics of this audience are are wide and deep but speaking from the standpoint of a pastor uh, i think the first encounter that a person has to have with god is, is effective and revelatory when when isaiah saw god uh it encou- his encounter with god was not a theological encounter it right. was an effective encounter when when peter saw god that was an effective he he realized after the resurrection of jesus christ when jesus said you know cast your nets on the other side that was a familiar uh situation with peter but it was not a it was not an academic or uh, academic or a a uh a logistical let's use that word in its real sense uh encounter it was an effective revelatory encounter he he realized let's use a an operative word, a very common word. Yes. He realized that was Jesus. Yes. That was my Lord and my God is what he said. Yes. And then it affects our awareness of ourself mm-hmm. because when both of them saw that, they became very, well, very aware of their present condition. And I think that that is the most prominent ways that uh, we, we encounter God first that way. Then we have the whole script. I think the scriptures really are recording historically these encounters that these people had with this God. And then, you know, you have the various doctrinal scriptures that follow after that. But but it's always the effective way, knowing God the way the Hebrews knew God, not the Greeks. And we may want to get into that.
0: Let's get into it. Let's okay. get into it. Go ahead. Uh, th- so there's an entire... There's a budding um, and emerging trend or theme in theology, and it's, it's a good thing. I, I think it's very Pentecostal, very apostolic, and it is called, and it, and it uses the word that you've been using, Bishop, it is called encounter theology. I think this is where the knowledge of God, uh, as you just said, this is where the knowledge of God, this is where we meet it first, where we meet that concept first, and that is that we encounter him. Uh, and there's a whole series, there's a, a criteria of things that are listed when people encounter God. John's gospel records a lot of them, and it's, it becomes a, a massive, earth-shaking thing. I think this is what you're talking about, that when young people, uh, when saints in general and young people meet him. Preachers, anybody. Anyone. Yes. It, it, it literally, ca- it's, not, it's, not, um, it's not rough on us, but it's not gentle either. It, it it explodes your life. It blows it into orbit. And that's where the knowledge of God begins in people's life.
1: Our generic, excuse me, our genetic of this very, uh, this whole, uh, this whole podcast, our genetics talk about the, the chirological, yes. uh, encounters of God versus the, the, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just chronological the chronological encounters. And I think both are important. Yes. And I don't want to go too deep into that unless you all want to, but uh you they that know their God shall be strong, Daniel said. I think that's Daniel chapter eleven. Yes. And again it's that 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 knowing God in that very intimate way, uh which is a relational way to even to the depth of Uh, Between a man and a woman, Adam knew Eve, his wife and she conceived that there is affection, there is relationship there in a ministerial way. I have always taught my young men from the time that they acknowledge their call to ministry. There is no true ministry without relationship. Right. Now you can preach. I know people that preach real good, but I mean, I can't feel God. He's ten thousand miles away when they're preaching. They really motivate me mentally. They stimulate me mentally, but there is not a really a powerful experience with God like there is like there is when men that know God or women that know God when they minister. There's a it's a different ballgame,
0: brother. Brother Jeff. Brother Mitchell talk to us, uh, you're a few years behind me and a few years behind your dad, very close uh, in proximity to young people. Talk to us about the impact of encountering God as a young person, uh, either in your life or in situations that you've seen. And what does that mean for orienting your life around uh, the knowledge of God?
2: So I was, we were talking about this actually today at lunch
0: and we got to talking about
2: peers, peers, That when we would get around and and talk and, and, and I'm thankful to God for this kind of teaching and leadership in my life from a very early age. And dad would drive it in us. You've got to, you've got to have that affective encounter with God. But what that led to was after that effective encounter with God leading into what you're talking about, knowing God, knowing God. Having the knowledge of God and what we'll get into later, understanding these attributes of God is what then reveals to us our full purpose, our full understanding of of ministry like Bishop is talking about. It's those moments of a personal relationship with God that catapult us into ministry Mm -hmm. And, 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 and talking to peers sometimes. They're they're doing what Bishop talked about. They're they're preaching sermons. They're they're singing songs. They're doing all of these things, but then when we begin to talk, I hear a longing of, I'm not doing what God called me to do. Yes. Well, yes, they are to a certain degree. You know, they're preaching there, but there's no full understanding of what that ministry is. There's more to ministry than just preaching or singing. Yes there's a full potential that you're going to reach. And so in, in, you know, we talk about those deep encounters as, as young people. Um, I guess probably the first place that I could talk about is going to Bible college. I was 18 years old and, and I've had encounters earlier than this. I was called to preach when I was, well, I acknowledged my call to preach when I was about 15 at a youth camp, but the full Essence began to take shape in my life at Bible college when I realized, okay You don't have to go to church. You don't have to do mom and dad weren't there Nobody was there to say, okay, you have to do all this and set this all out of my life and really You know, it almost Petrified me. Yeah. to the point that I went into a place of prayer And then God began to lay things out in my life. Okay These are going to take place in your life. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like i would catch glimpses of it. And as it has progressed throughout the years, they've taken better shape and and become fuller in my life. But it's what Bishop talked about. Those first initial effective encounters with God where God begins to reveal himself
0: to you. you. What do you feel about all of this, Brother Mitchell? I'm interested to hear from you.
3: So the the first thing that comes to my mind when you're talking about the attributes of God versus knowing God, um, and then many of us are we're already mentioning ways that we've come to know God. Um, growing up, <clears throat> spent my whole life in church, um, and so the the one of the most impactful. Uh, we use the word chirological, one of the most chirological moments of my life where heaven just broke in is when God really revealed his oneness to me. So, you know, one of his attributes or his characteristics, he is one. Well, and you grow up in church and an apostolic church, you hear this, um, Definitely on a monthly basis, some places you're hearing it every week or every other week. So as far as that, we mentioned the the head knowledge, as far as the head knowledge that God was one, uh, growing up in Bible quizzing, being in a Christian school, I could quote the verses <clears throat> and I could tell you with some semblance, you yeah, well, this is why God is one. And this is God is one in the Old Testament. Here's God is one, etc. But. When I was doing Hope Corps at the age of 17, um, and I had had deep experiences with God before this, but nothing like this moment, I was listening to Bishop Wilson. It was a lecture, but really it was a sermon, and Bishop Wilson was talking about the God of the Bible, and he began to talk about where the disciples are asking Jesus, show us the Father. And it's almost as if Jesus, I don't know if he's frustrated, but it, there's a hint of like, come on, guys. And he looks at them and he says, have I been so long with you and you don't know who I am? In that moment, in that in that instant, it went from a chronological me doing a lecture to heaven breaking in and the divine revelation um, to the point where I, I was in the school and I had to stop. Uh, I went into the sanctuary for several hours um, as God broke into my life, and sh- he, he emotionally branded into my spirit that I am one in a personal way that only He could do. What that does is coming out of that, especially for young people when you're trying to figure out so many things, when you come out of that, the you are no longer— speaking about the oneness of god from a head knowledge place but you're speaking about the oneness of god from a place where you encountered that one god um it's very different than just you know as as we've said it's very different than just preaching this sermon when you not only know about that one god but you now know that one god
1: can i say something here yes sir pastor well, banks. I I have a very dear friend right now. He's a very very successful person. I'm saying extremely successful by the world's definition. He has the Holy Ghost. Which this is going to sound like an anomaly, but it's not because we deal with young people as as uh, Brother Mitchell was talking. Uh, that I I I was in the similar case i grew up in church but i didn't get the revelation that jesus was god till i was 15
0: yeah
1: and my dad was teaching a bible study to a young lady from rhema bible college and i mean it, it was it was a lightning bolt when it hit me and i could quote one god's scriptures. sure but it's that organic encounter that that effective presence of god that comes in and and he reveals himself And I was praying about this friend of mine because he wants to do ministry, but he doesn't know Jesus. Yeah. And so there's been a frustration in his life that is, all I can do is just be a friend and love him until he has this encounter because... It's like the, it's like the young servant that wanted to run, you know, with Joab and he, I want to run, I want to run. Well, you got to have something to run with you have before a you run. Yes, And that, and a huge part of that is this, this knowing God in the biblical way. That's the, the organic biblical way Yes, that where God reveals himself to us. And I think that's what you're reaching for here. Uh, And that is so important. That is extremely important. You can memorize the Bible backwards and forward and not know who God is.
0: Yes. So when we talk about knowing God organically, knowing God as we encounter him, this is the beginning. uh, And then there becomes, in, in a theological world, we talk about text and context. And in my opinion, there's two contexts. We have the text, that's the Word of God, the Bible itself. There's two contexts. There's there's the way that we study. There's that context. And then there is the personal context. And that's what we're talking about here. Orienting your life around the knowledge of God has to involve that context. It can't just be the text. But the text actually has to come into your life and you have to know him, we would say, as we're preaching in the power of the Holy Ghost, That's where all of this gets started. That's when we talk about the power of the Holy Ghost. Another way we talk about that is the anointing. Uh, I remember the first time the anointing came on me as a young man. It didn't come on me in the pulpit. This wasn't about the pulpit. The anointing, I remember it first coming on me to do ministry was in the altar. And orienting our life around God begins that way. Uh, Bishop or or Pastor uh, Elder, what what do you talk to us about? moving into ministry with that foundation of having oriented your life around the knowledge of God. Talk to us about ministry there.
1: Um, in a, in a, let's use a, this is the way I teach it in a Bible studies when I'm teaching people that are not real familiar with biblical terms. Uh, you have the text, which you can't, you can't do without the text. I, I mean, once you encounter God, Uh, then, then you begin to learn uh, his nature, his character, his attributes. Uh, We may get there tonight. We may not, but uh, God is a real being and every being has their nature, their, their character, their, who they are. That is their being. We're talking on theologically right now, you know, in him, we live and move. Paul talks about that and have, and has our been, but I like to use the word, you have the text, but then you have the application, which yes. would be the context. Yes. You have the application of that. If you, if you're going to, you, and that application has to be right. Yes. If you're traveling down highways, you use a roadmap. Yes. But you can't use a roadmap on the ocean. No, it's not going to work. You look up. So you have to have the right application. So if I'm in particular areas of ministry, which again, when I say ministry, I'm not talking about just a status and a position. I'm talking about ontologically, that's who we are. Yes. You you are really ministering if you are living for God, no matter if you're called to be a pulpit preacher or not, there's still ministry that is there. So you have to learn how to, to use that ministry in context or in application. And so then we just dive off into massive uh, uh, areas that I think are extremely important uh, for people to realize that, for example, there's businesses ministry. God didn't give you a business just to put millions of dollars in a bank account somewhere. That is ludicrous. Uh, God gave that business to, to make you who you are and to bless them. He said to Abraham, this was his calling. I will bless you, Abraham. And this is your calling to bless all the families in the earth through thee shall all the That was his ministry. And if God's given you a business, that is your ministry. It's not just for you to hoard millions of dollars. I'm sorry if that offends people. I, I have no, I have no qualms about telling you that, God gave you that talent and that ability to glorify him, not, you know, just however you want to define that.
0: Brother Mitchell, why don't you talk to us real quick? We're just about running out of time, but just talk to young people about launching out into ministry from their encounters with Jesus Christ and that being what they orient their life around
3: so the a scripture that comes to mind is actually in acts four um you have Peter he's standing before the sanhedrin. <clears throat> I didn't realize this until the last several months of studying, but in this moment, if Peter answers incorrectly, the law condemns him to death um and so Peter full and well understood this you have. Uh, other brethren there. Then you have obviously the Sanhedrin. So what I'm getting at is everybody in this room knows the Bible yes. as, as what they understand the Bible is. And yet Peter, when Peter begins to speak, uh, verse 13 says, now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, they the first thing they perceived is that they were unlearned and ignorant. These are fishermen. Um, but then it says they marveled And they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. So this actually sets Peter and John very much apart from the Sanhedrin because Peter and John are not just talking about the law that Jesus wrote. They know the one who wrote the law. They've walked with Jesus. They've talked with Jesus. They've built the relationship. And so now, when Peter speaks from this vantage point of not just knowing the law, but knowing the lawgiver, it's very different. In fact, it causes the entire Sanhedrin to step back, the elders and the leaders to step back, and to take knowledge of them that there was something that they were missing because they had not been with Jesus. And so, it's very important whether you're going to be a business owner or a pulpiteer or a Bible study teacher, musician, or working the altar. Maybe you're just teaching a Sunday school class. Maybe you're just teaching a home Bible study. Whatever we do, especially from the youngest age that we can get this, the more we know Jesus, the better we can apply the Word of God and the best way to know—one of the best ways to know Jesus— is to voraciously ingest the word of God. The more you know his word, the easier it becomes for him to speak to you.
0: Well, my friends, I think this is, the, this is the challenge of our life, no matter what stage of life we're in, whether we're a young person or we're a seasoned veteran living for God for years and years. This is the challenge of our life, is to keep bringing ourselves back around. And this has to be done on a daily basis where we keep bringing ourselves back around to encounters with him keep i believe you that you can schedule encounters with him where he knows you're coming and you know that he's coming and we're going to come meet with him and this is the challenge of our life to orient ourselves around the knowledge of god and to make ourselves look like him as much as we can by uh, by yielding to his word and taking on its attributes and therefore taking on his attributes. I hope you've enjoyed this. We've certainly enjoyed talking about it. We'll see you next time. God bless you.